Evening all, welcome to Game Week 2 of From the Terrace, by the fans, for the fans, hosted by me, Danny Wilton. Alongside me are the three musketeers, Dan Wiltshire. Evening. Jay Mack. Hello everyone. And uh, not Sean Dyche, but Connor Hack today. Evening all. And on today's show, or pod, we're going to be discussing Leicester and Brendan Rodgers, the job they're doing. Of course, we're going to be discussing Arsenal, Emery out who's going to be in, and we're going to be talking all things Euros, Champions League, and the upcoming fixtures. Let's get straight into it. Connor, Rodgers, at Leicester, doing a great job as it is. Being a Liverpool fan. Being, being a Liverpool fan, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> Firstly, how good is he doing at the minute? I'm a big Rodgers fan. I have been, even when he was a manager at Liverpool, I'm a very, very big fan of him as a coach. Um... He's, what he's done with this Leicester team is remarkable considering where they were under Claude Puel and since they won the league they've never really got to that same level where they've been considered as challengers again and he's mm. done that in a, what, a season and a half roughly or mm. well, not even that, a, a year pretty much so he's got a lot of young players he knows how to work with young players his early career he spent at Chelsea's youth system under Mourinho when he was in charge there so he must have learned a hell of a lot from that man Um I mean, I don't know if they can maintain this sort of challenge the whole way through the season just because of the age of their squad, but you never know. Strange things happen in football. Mm. No one expected them to win the league when they did. Uh, I just hope he sees it out and sticks with this Leicester team and tries to take them as far as they can go. Because if he can get Champions League football at a minimum, that's a big, big thing for Leicester going forward. Well, you said you're you're a fan of Rodgers. With Rodgers, you know, before season, everyone's saying, could they break into the top six? Could they be the one-two? No one's expecting them to be the closest level this far on. Is that credit to the players because maybe we're underrating them? Or, you know, is it Rodgers and the players just doing an exceptional job? I don't think we're underrating the players at all. We know that the players are quality. Like I said, they're just really young. There's still a lot more to come from them. They're midfield free. I don't think any of them are over the age of 25. Do you know what I mean? So they've got plenty of years together. Um... I actually don't think Rodgers has got enough credit over the career that he's had. He's done some good stuff with some good teams. When he was at Liverpool, I don't think we gave him the backing that we should have the year we finished second. And I know things happened in that season that completely blew the title for us towards the end. But if we would have backed him properly and let him actually get the players he wanted the next summer rather than the owner's saying, no, you can only sign young players. We want you to nurture them so we can get a good sell-on value for them. There's basically a small club mentality that we were going into after we just challenged for the title. So I think he's the one that needs to take the credit for where they are. wasn't the same Liverpool, was it? wasn't the no, same. there was um, definitely something missing that year. Same ambition to do. Well, we lost Suarez. To capitalise on it. Suarez was huge, but <clears throat> you still think that they should have backed him in the fact that we lost Suarez and not allowed us to replace him with Mario Balotelli. I mean, you Don't said forget Ricky Lambert. You said there about um, uh, maintaining it, but at the end of the day, everyone said that when they won the title, everyone was saying, "No, nah, they'll slip off soon. They'll slip off soon." So anything can happen in football. You've seen it. They proved they proved everyone wrong that year. They've got no Europe. Um, you know, obviously, I think they'd enjoy a cup run this year. I think winning the trophy would be lovely for them. But at the end of the day, if they go out of that, are they still in the Carabao Cup? Yeah, yeah, it's gone strong still, every yeah, round. Still in there. there, so you know that's something for them to think about. Um, but if they went out early in the FA Cup, it wouldn't be a disaster for them because I think priority wise, minimum top four. Now you've got to be looking at top four and say, yeah, that's where we want to be. 
were obviously good enough to be up there. And then who knows if they're, if they're still in the mix around April time, anything can happen in football. We've seen it time and time again. If you look at the last two seasons, City being Centurions, last season Liverpool and City both on 98 and 97 points. Can we see you know, Liverpool well on course to do that again unless a major bottle job happens? Mm. Can we see Leicester getting those heights? Those heights because when they won it, it was quite. It wasn't even a massive point. No, they um, what they gained. They won't get to them heights because they haven't got the squad to do that. Mm. I don't think. I think Liverpool was a little bit different. I don't think they had the, the big squad, but they had a few players that can come in and sort of still change the game. I think when they lost um, Mane for a little bit last year or Salah, they had uh, Shakiri to come in who did a job. Whereas you look at Leicester, they've got Damari Gray, Harvey Barnes, uh, Albrighton we gave a shout-out to last week. Um, but I just don't think they've got the squad to maintain a run like that and to put together um, that kind of point. Or, like I just said, I don't think mm. it in football. But I don't, I don't think anyone will be reaching them heights this season. To be honest with you, I, I think this next Christmas period will start showing where people have a little bit of weakness. You will drop points. Mm. Last year was unbelievable. You hope. I can't see it this year. I can't see it. I just don't think it will happen. It was around this time they dropped points last year. Mm. I mean... Yeah. Going back to Leicester slightly, I completely agree with Connor. Top, top, top manager um, throughout his career. I mean, he started obviously in the youth system at Chelsea. He actually went, Jose Mourinho sent him to Spain. He travelled around Spain for a few months and learned the culture, learned the style of play there. Came back, took on Watford job, low, low down in the championship at the time. He had a bad start, by the way. He, he think I think he won two out of ten games and they were a languishing relegation zone. But that next half season, they ended up 13th. He then went to Swansea. And he started that that style of play that he learned in Spain. He implemented that on Swansea. And he was the first one, you know, we think of the Martinez teams, the Laudrup teams, you know, that sexy football. Like, well, sexy football's probably a bit strong. They were a good team. He, he, brought, yeah, he brought them up. Very, very good season. He then got them, you know, to 11th in the Premier League before he then took on, you know, the next job. Um, obviously, he went to Celtic. You can talk about the quality of the league, but at the end of the day, he went unbeaten in his first season, won every single trophy that was available to him up until the point where, you know, he left mid-season last year to take over Leicester. And you talk about coaching, you've seen even the likes of Jamie Vardy, who, fair enough, he's only been at, you know, Premier League level for, what, four or five years. So you could say he's fairly new at this level. New is probably the wrong word, but he's a 32-year-old man at the end of the day. And he has become a better player in the last nine months. I think we'd all agree that. He's become less selfish. Put a fire back in him, hasn't he? He's put that um, yeah. that drive back into him and they just look more confident he's, again. Yeah, he's, comf he's comfortably the top scorer in the Premier League mm. since Rodgers took over. And it's just, you know, testament to the team that he's built there. Obviously, we think back to 2016. That is the obvious he's comparison. He's record yeah. under Rodgers is unbelievable. It was very reliant on the counter-attack yeah. with Mares and Vardy. Obviously, the rest of the team were doing their job. Kante, Drinkwater, Wes Morgan at the back with Robert Hoof. Like, they were great throughout mm. the spine, but they were very reliant on those two players. They've now got Madison, Tillemans, mm. both unbelievable in midfield. And Didi is stepping up to the plate. He doesn't get talked about enough in my very opinion. Very underrated. They control games now. Yeah. They're, they're, they're they can win. They can, yeah, they can win a few games. You look at Iannaccio yesterday coming off the bench, completely changed the game, ended up winning it in the last minute. And those are the things, those little things, those last-minute decisions that go for you, winners, you know, th those are ultimately the things that help you end up where you're going to be at the end of the season, in my opinion. Just watching the way they're playing now, I think they're a shoe in for the top four. Mm. Yeah, yeah. With with Rodgers, so if we look at his past career, you know, he started at Watford, as you say. Reading, um, I don't know too much of his time there. Maybe 
good or bad. Again, it, I'd, I'd it was mixed. It. He had good spells. He had bad spells. <clears throat> he was trying to implement again his style of football. Mm. I just don't think he really had the players. He's still that he learning, could do that with. Yeah. He's still learning. But then, if you look at Swansea, got them promoted. Liverpool had that amazing season in 13, 14, getting us to second. And then Celtic done you know, an unbeaten season, done the treble. If he was to get second place this year behind Liverpool City, how high up of the achievements that he's already had would you place getting Leicester when it was they might finish in the top six, finishing second? How high would you put that on his list of accomplishments? It would be up there. Yeah, you've got to put it yeah. right up there. Of course you do. Look at the quality of that. If it is behind Liverpool, you just have to look at the team that's won the last two mm. leagues. Like yeah. that's the team that well, they'll be finishing you, above. If you're going to put um, an emphasis on what a manager does for a club, like you can talk about the Pochettino and say, "Why well, brilliant for what he did at Tottenham didn't win anything." Then the same thing's got to be said about mm. Rodgers. What has he done to change the club? Where he looks like he's changed quite a bit. Yeah, it looks like they're a lot more confident. Mm. There's a feel-good factor around the club. There's always a nice thing about Leicester yeah. before, but, but under Buell. They kind of stalled a little bit, didn't they? And he's yeah. just come in and... The club's people, on the rise. They've yeah, got like a, a brand kind of... new state-of-the-art training mm, yeah. uh, complex that they've put in there. It's a nice yeah. place But to they're be. looking to become a sustainable top Premier League side. And if he stays there for a while and keeps nurturing these young players and... If they can the, keep them. Do you know what I mean? If, mm. if they can manage to keep hold of them, the then yeah. you never know. It's, you it's, never know. It's when the big boys, well, the bigger institutions... Is, they will. That, that word's been banded about because obviously he's being linked with Arsenal at the minute. And they're saying, you know, as an institution, yeah, Arsenal is bigger. But at, at the end of the day, he could leave a legacy. He could, mm. you know, help Leicester become that. One well, of those institutions, you know, maybe not as big, but, you know, they're, they're, for, they're, yeah, they're on the way. So, yeah. Well, talking about the interest in him, yesterday he kind of like dangled a carrot, you know, in front of the Sky cameras when he said all managers have a clause saying that if a club matches, you know, the clause in there, he can speak to him. I've no doubt in my mind that that is in every player's or majority of players and managers' contracts. But to outright say it on live TV, is he just doing it to be a bit of a tease? Or do you think if Arsenal came calling next week, he would be banging on the chairman's door saying, I want to go? Well, he come out today, apparently, and mm. said, why would I leave Leicester? Mm. But again, he makes it's a similar comments about the clause in the contract. Double-edged yeah. sword, though, isn't it? Because if he comes out and says there isn't, and there is... All of a sudden, everyone's like, well, why, why do you lie about it? Like, he just comes out and tells the truth that in the, the day, it isn't there. I don't think people would even would moan, though, if they said, well, you said a couple months ago it wasn't. Because I think you want to solidify that this is where I want to be. Mm. I want to be at Leicester. Um, you know, Leicester from top to bottom, everyone is on the same page at that club. Everyone. I think people kind of fell out in love with them after they sacked Ranieri so close after winning the title. And then Shakespeare came in, um, Puel came in. And now Rodgers is there. It just seems like they've got a young manager. They've got a young squad. There's almost this belief that, you know, that there isn't really a glass ceiling. They can keep progressing and progressing as long as they keep those players. But if you were Brendan Rodgers and you see all this Leicester are offering you and Arsenal came, or I don't think Man United would come because it's Liverpool ties, but if a bigger institution came, would you take it? Would you hold off? Because getting get Arsenal... Not right now. Would you not see it as though as if... The achievement there to get Arsenal back in the top four and back into a title picture is bigger than getting second place with with Leicester. Well, I said the other day, I'd, not not this season. I don't think Arsenal would do. If you're going to go to Arsenal, you're going to want to, you'd want to demand 200 million to revamp mm. that squad. They don't have that, and they don't have yeah. that. Mm. Like they ultimately signed Pepe in the summer. 
you can talk about 72 million quid or whatever the, the it's fee was, isn't it? but it's installments and that's why they signed him. That's why they didn't turn around to Palace and go bang, there's your 70 million, 80 million quid for Zaha. He'd like, be taking the a money's huge not risk. there. The club and the players definitely aren't there. They need a lot. They need a whole new defensive they line. Need Would it not show backs, the ambition needed. of Rodgers though? To say, I don't think it is ambition going to Arsenal now though. At the minute, the state their club is in, like you said earlier, Leicester are squeaky clean now from top to bottom. They're on the up. Arsenal are the complete opposite. Say he goes then, it don't work out for him. Mm. Where does it leave him then? Well, that's the thing. Would Brendan Rodgers look at it thinking, if I go there and have the worst experience, or do you think he's sitting there sky high right now with his stock so high thinking, I could go to Arsenal and in his own belief think, I can get him to that next stage? He probably does think that. Yeah. Because he's an ambitious man. He probably does sit there and think, you know what, it's a beautiful stadium. What, 60,000 fans there? Good facilities. He's a top club. I don't like Arsenal. I'm only stretching the imagination. I got a bit of stick last week for mm. talking about Mourinho and Spurs. I just want to put that out there. I don't like, <laughs> I don't like Spurs either. Um, <laughs> but it's still a top club. You can't deny it. Yeah, of course. Um, Arsenal over Leicester. Although from recent memories, we're like, okay, yeah, Leicester you know, on the up. It's still Arsenal Football Club at the end of the day. Mm. Yeah, if you're an ambitious man, it would be in your back of your mind thinking, yeah, maybe I could do something there. Take them back to where they are. I just don't I look at that squad and think to myself, that wouldn't inspire me at all. Apart from your strikers, mm. I, there's not a player there that I think is better than any of the Leicester players. No. The only, man for man. The only people I can personally. see taking the Arsenal job moving forward are people that know the club. So ex-Arsenal players like Lumbo's taken over now, but they're linking Arteta with it. They're even linking Henri with it, even though he's just signed with, is it Montreal Impact in America? Yeah. In Canada, wherever it is. So he's just signed with them. Vieira's being banded about. I think at the minute, the only managers that are going to want to take that job and look at it as not being a risk for them are the ex-players. Because they it, know the club inside out. I think it'll be Allegri. I'd, he's top, like, he's done well at Juve, hasn't he? Like, I don't know. I, I'm just looking at the other clubs that have gone down the legend route and it's just, yeah. like, it's obviously, there's a long-term thing and we keep talking about it and obviously I'm going to come back to Wally, but ultimately it's, you know, it could be going better. <laughs> I'm not going to... Yeah, well, yeah, it's pretty shit. But, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, that whole legend route... Oh, it's going well for Chelsea, actually. Well, it's... Uh, it? Swings in roundabouts. Yeah. Swings in roundabouts. I don't know. Wrong. I don't know whether they'll go down that route. Well, moving, moving on to Arsenal. You know, Lomba came in. I uh, can't see him being the long-term uh, predecessor of He's ended the season. Um, before we talk about who we think Arsenal should get in, Emery, uh, where, where do you think it went all wrong for him? Essentially. Because... Lang language. Yeah, I think... He, Do you think the language? I think it's yeah. a struggle because we can't understand him. So I'm guessing a lot of the players mm. found it hard to understand him as well on the coaching pitch. I even heard that he had to sometimes have a translator out on the coaching pitch with him mm. because the players didn't fully understand what he was asking of them sometimes. He didn't change enough what needed to be changed either. He didn't go in there... I, I don't know what it is. For some reason or another, for years and years and years, it feels like everyone else can see what's wrong with the Arsenal team and what mm. they need. And every single year in the transfer market, they never address it with some proper players. Mm. We've said for years and years, oh, they need a proper defensive midfielder in there and they go and get Xhaka. Do you know what I mean? They need yeah. two centre-backs, they go and buy a Louise. Like, that ain't the player that's going to improve your club and get you back to the top. It just ain't the player you need. Do you reckon that's because it's not the managers of that club anymore that make the decisions on not. transfers? Mm. So that's another not. reason why would a top manager want to go in there if they're being told you don't actually get any say on the transfers at all, we'll tell you what players we think you can bring in and if we can afford them, then you've got to coach them and get them in there. Because mm. with, yeah. with Arsenal, I think Dan's completely right when he say everyone outside the, the, the eye of the storm in Arsenal can see the glaring holes in their defence, in the midfield, even on the bench. 
But yet, there's almost like this disbelief that even from Arsenal fans that they've got better players than what they do have. I mean, realistically, you know, we said about Leicester, there's not one Leicester player, you'd probably say, or one Arsenal player that really would get in the Arsenal team with no qualms. Even Aubameyang and Lacazette would probably struggle right now to get another Vardy. Yeah, on form. Yeah, I mean, they yeah. st- they, they're still top strikers, but yeah, you, definitely in the midfield. I look at that midfield three of Leicester and I say to myself, mm-hmm. what am I going to take from Arsenal to replace one of them? It just, I'm not bringing Torreira in for Madison. It, it screamed confusion. Like, and that's why I think the language thing was like, because I think back to obviously the whole Wenger out situation for years and years and years. It was Wenger out, Wenger out. We're shit, we're this, we're that. But in my opinion, they're playing worse football now than they did yeah. under Wenger. Like they, yeah. They've got these superstars at the top end of the pitch. But if they don't perform, which can happen and has happened, they just, they look shocking. Like, not even a mid-table team. Like, the amount of shots that they concede is an absolute yeah. farce. Like, Crazy. It's records. mental, yeah. And then they, who do they go to try and arrest it? Like, one of the most erratic defenders <laughs> that we've seen. Like, and they expected him to arrest, you know, that slide and, and stop the shots coming in. It's, um, when they, they went for the wrong one. Like, ex-Chelsea defenders, they should have gone out and signed someone like Gary Cahill. Yeah, these ex pros have been there, Johnny done Evans. it. Do you know what I mean? Johnny Evans yeah. is flying at Leicester because he's been there, done it, and he's got the experience. Arsenal needed someone to go into that back four. Why weren't and they take going in for Maguire? Why were they spending seventy-two million on Pepe? Why are they yeah, but in... Maguire doesn't look good with the defenders he's got at United, and I'd still take those United defenders over the Arsenal ones. So imagine how I'd be exposed with those idiots. Yeah, no, hundred percent. But what I mean is, you know, that's what they need. But even with... they don't need a Pepe. Even with the language barrier, I don't think a language barrier needs to be done to say Torreira should not be playing further forward yeah, in that's number 10 role. Yeah. He should be sitting... I always thought Arsenal last season were doing much better when they had Torreira and Jack on the pivot uh, when both of them were there. Torreira was there uh, with the discipline tackling and Jack was there. I think Jack is a good passer. I think he can, he can not always pick a pass, but he can, he can see one. That's all he can do. Yeah, that's all he can do. But with Torreira next to him, it kind of helps each other out because Torreira... He's a little dog. Pass. Yeah, he went off. He's a yeah. little dog, he, mate. He, he got, got, he went look out at him, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. He's and trying, now, now he's kind of gone out of the team. You know, there's just weird things from Emery. You know, last season they had a good spell where first half they were crap. Second half they'd come back and rescue a point or get a win. This season, they're just, they look dire. He seemed deluded as they well. Like, he just seemed like, it's like, mate, you've seen what we're seeing. Mm. The tactics working against Wolves. What? Conceded him fucking 35 shots. As long as he was listening to fans saying, play Pepe, Ozil, uh, Aubameyang, Lacazette at the same time. And as long as he was spitefully saying, no, I'm not going to do that. They don't help themselves. Like I said, Ramsey. Letting Ramsey go for a free is absolutely criminal. And when you let players like that go for free, there's no, re- there's no, um, no surprise when you end up where you do. You let someone of that class go mm. away for free. Pay him whatever he wants. Pay him, pay him the contract. He's your best player. Well, he should have been. It weren't. It weren't Emery that made the decision. It was a no. Club. It went Eastwood. That's what I'm saying. It's but the... he's got to be knocking on that door and saying that geezer is one of my best players. He is a game changer. Mm. When our backs are against the wall, which to be honest they are too much, he's the one that can drive from midfield, arrive in the box late, and nick you a goal. Especially when those strikers are getting you know crowded out, or if a defense is sitting deep, which you know against those players that a lot of teams do and then they just spring them on the counter-attack now and it's just so open so exposed and it's whoever goes there is a massive massive job I get that the players have, they've got to take responsibility for Emery getting sacked as well they have to because they're not good enough for Arsenal Football Club they're not but Emery is a manager who tries to play three different formations in one game but doesn't have an idea how to play those three different formations he was just Trying to play off the cuff. It weren't working, so he's like, mm. we'll go for it at the back. Yeah. 
and then that's not working. So he's like, oh, we'll go four four two. We'll go back to back to how it used to be in the in the good old days probably, of Premier League football. Uh, he didn't have an idea on how to change those in game management. Yeah, yeah, that was the problem. That was his problem. He couldn't change a game from the sideline. But I think Gary Neville said it. He must like he must be going into training thinking, what can I do? Uncoachable defenders. Yeah, like, what he can said, I do? Yeah. With this? Oh, yeah, I mean, they like, are. It's not, not like he's turned into a rubbish coach overnight. He must. He must honestly he, be looking. I make it absolutely right when he said that. He must be looking and thinking, what am I supposed to do with Socrates? Yeah, he came in with a very, very good reputation. This is yeah, a man that yeah. he won the UEFA Cup three times in a row with Seville, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Valencia, he did a good job as well. PSG, PSG. fair enough, didn't you know? Crack Europe, does, but does that come down again, to language? Similar with Rogers and you know Celtic. Like he won every trophy in front but, of him, really. Even with that, with his in-game management, there are times where Arsenal needed a goal, and it's then bringing on Pepe or someone he brings on Torreira fucking Guendouzi you know, was, was coming off the bench when they were 2-0 down the League Cup game uh, Liverpool and Arsenal the amazing 5-5 Ozil was running the show Arsenal I think two goals ahead maybe one goal ahead at the time but they always look like scoring in, or creating chance when Ozil was on the ball and he takes him off he drags him off for no reason and then Arsenal just look, look like they've got nothing really mm. to offer and other than that amazing goal from Willock other than that they, they had absolutely nothing couldn't keep hold of the ball mm. You know, it's just like, yes, he, he wasn't helped with the plays that he's got, but he wasn't helping himself with the substitutions and the tactics he was doing. Mm. So when he goes away from this Arsenal job, should he be saying, you know what, I'll go back to Spain. When I talk about Arsenal, the owners and I weren't on the same page. Or should he actually have an, an in-depth look at himself saying, how did I get it so wrong? Yeah, you'd have to. Yeah, you've got to do a bit of both, I suppose. You've got to look and see how you could have improved it and what you mm. could have done differently. But at the same time, like Dan said, you are working with players who aren't good enough to play for the club that you're managing. So it's, it's always a battle between them. And you don't get the time anymore. Like, you don't get the time to do that anymore. You don't get the time to sit and work out your mistakes and, and Unless try and find an answer to another transfer window and another yeah. one. Like, you, a lot of managers probably need two or three transfer windows and you don't get that anymore. As soon as you start, as soon as you're starting to, um, you know, turn into a slide and get away from them positions where you want to be, where the money is, you've got to make a decision. You've got to say, well, let's get rid of you. Like yeah. Flores, exactly why Flores was sacked at Watford. Yeah. Because it's too much money for you to not be in the premiership and you can't can't sit around and wait and wait and wait and go, well, he might get it right. No, you got to act, unfortunately. It's a cutthroat business. Mm. Well, on Watford, an absolute joke what they are this season. Mm. You know, it's not as if they sold loads of players last year. It's a very similar team, some very good players, some young talent in there as well as some experience. Spoke last week about Troy Deeney not being there. But what actually is fundamentally wrong that three managers this, they'll have this season minimum can't get right? They went back to the same person you who got it wrong in the first place. It's true, but you can't just can't say, well, when Deeney comes back in, you know, there has to be something where one of the managers they will have this season, which probably could be 12 at this point. Maybe they overachieved, though. <laughs> they could have achieved, but even... Flores failed. Gracia come in and started to do well. They got to an FA Cup final. They were quite high up in the league and then started poorly... And then he was gone. And then who do they turn to? The guy that they sacked mm -hmm. and replaced for being on a slide like what they're on now. So it's not going to be any different, any different at all. You've gone back to the same old shit you were dealing with in the first place. They need to go out there and get, it sounds bad, but you know the merry-go-round of British managers? Yeah. We always laugh about them and say they're a joke. But some of them are experienced in taking teams out of these slides and keeping them in the Premier League. Yeah. Mark Hughes has finished in a decent position 10 out of the 15 seasons he's managed teams in the Premier League. Sam Allardyce keeps teams in the mm -hmm. Premier League. They need to just go out and get someone 
who's old school, who can go in there and just get the fundamentals right and stop this from going on. Because otherwise, they're going to be cut adrift. They're going to be like Derby when Derby went down that season. Likelihood. Joking here. Joking. Big joke. Likelihood of the Italian owners of Watford going to Allardyce or Pardew. Aladicio. Anyone. It's so. Bring back They're going to bring in some Serie B. Coach, aren't they? They're going to bring in someone left field that no one's Cardi B. really too. <laughs> we, don't, we don't talk about Cardi B. I've broke really our hearts in the summer. B. But they are going to pick another Italian or European manager to come in. Well, the two favourites. Who are the two favourites? Mark Hughes' second favourite. Chris Hewitt. Chris Hewitt. Chris Hewitt. I like Chris Hewitt. Yeah, I've got nothing against Skeeter. Yeah. He's had good jobs in Newcastle. He did so well, Brian. I'm, I, I felt that, yeah, it was weird when he got sacked. Like, obviously, they're doing okay. I mean, are they doing well enough to give their manager a six-year deal? I don't know. But, you know, <laughs> they, they kind of like, they are what they are. Brighton are a lower Premier League team. Well, 10 and years he, ago, were they even a championship team? Exactly. And coming? he kept, he consistently for what, three, three years or something, he kept them in the league. He did exactly what you need to do at Brighton. They're never going to be mm. top 10 pushing for Europe. Like, it's not going to happen. Leicester changed the game a bit with that, didn't they? Because now all of a sudden these owners yeah. are like, well, if they can do it, well, yeah. you know, they like, get, I wouldn't be able yeah. to do it. And they get like, well mate, above their station. <laughs> you're not that big a club. Like, someone's got to go every year. But they might not be that big a club to us, but to themselves, they want to be that big a club. Of course, no, of course they do. But listen, yeah, like, they've, they've got, got to be realistic they... sometimes and say, you know, you've got to set a, a, a bar that is achievable. But what's the, what's the bar at the minute? You know, I'm sure they didn't go to Graham Potter and say, look, get us European football. But maybe they thought, we had a close slide with relegation last year on Hewton. Let's see if we can just push up to 11th. Try, yeah, something. try and yeah. creep into the top half of the table Lower if mids. you can. Lower mid for them. Yeah, and then if we get that, then we can try and push on maybe a little bit more the season after and yeah. see if we can get like, a little bit further. Because there's not steps. a lot between it. At the end of the season, there's not a lot between no. the positions of 11th till 18th. Yeah. There's yeah, not a yeah. lot. So you can easily creep up the table at the end of the season with two or three wins all of a sudden you're nearly top half. I was just about to say, literally, there are probably 10 teams in that league that should be buzzing if they finish 17th. The amount of money that you get for just being in the Premier League, which, it, you know, that's why people get sacked left, right and centre, because dropping down is an absolute nightmare. But teams are just... That Watford overachieved last year. 100% they overachieved. They've got good players, yeah, like this. Foster's a very good shot stopper. I think he's a very good Premier League keeper. Dini's a very good Premier League striker. In midfield, Kapue and Decore, both good players. Decore will probably go on to a better team. And then Delefeo's got that little bit of magic from time to time. Mm, Around that, they're all workmanlike. You know, they're nothing to shout home about. But that's what they are. They overachieved last year and then all of a sudden they think, you know, we got to a cup final, we finished, what, eighth? And that they feel like they're entitled to that now. Like, you're not. <laughs> Yeah. Just accept it. Like Burnley are the prime example. A few years ago, had an amazing season, completely overachieved, got into Europe, struggled, 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 probably finished 15th, but they've stuck with Sean Dyche. Shout out, Con. <laughs> Cheers, bro. Thank you. <laughs> he, he turned up tonight for us. <laughs> tough game at the weekend, but you made it down. Thank you. Oh, you um, know, it was a tough game uh, the weekend. <laughs> but, uh, like, but... They've stuck with a manager and ultimately now they're, you know, they're seeing the fruits of that labour because they're, you know, they're getting back to where they should be in the mid-table. Just a quick one lastly on the managers. What's the easiest um, job to turn around? The Watford job and keeping them safe or going into Arsenal? Arsenal day. <laughs> Arsenal Come on. day, mate. I'm not going Arsenal. Arsenal. Yeah, what are the mate. expectations of Arsenal? They're well, kind yeah. of drift, well, mate. Well, the expectations of Arsenal are... Still to try and get in the top 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 four. Arsenal I'd probably still say they... Why is that an expectation? They've not finished in the top four for... Yeah, like, like, they've, got, they've got to be looking at top six. Top six? Like, this season, Arsenal have got to be looking to top six. Who do you think they should get in if... When Lombard doesn't, doesn't... I think they should leave Lombard to do it till the end of the season because there's no point in getting another manager in midway through who's 
going to have to work with this same bunch of joke players. I said Arteta. I, I think um, I what think you hear Arteta. from Pep, the geezer knows what he's doing. He wouldn't say that if he didn't. He, he relies on him quite a bit. You know, he said, I need him around. Yeah, he, should get he, he refused to let Arteta leave midway through the season. He was like, if they come calling, I'm not letting him go midway through a season. That yeah. shows how much Pep must think about they it. They should get, like, you're asking me who they should get. They should pay whatever that fucking cause oh, yeah, is of course. and go make Rodgers make a decision. Yeah. Rodgers shouldn't go there, but that's who they should go for. Mm. I'd go all out. I wonder what that clause is. Oh, Rumoured like 14 million. If you're listening, Brendan, what is that clause? And if you're listening, Mikel, you're 40 years old. How is your hair still jet black? That guy dyes it. He dyes it. Like you you dyes know all about that, mate. <laughs> no, you dyed your beard. Absolutely stinks of jealousy, that comment. <laughs> yeah, it does, yeah, it? Damn right, it does. <laughs> I'm moving on to, you know, what we saw at the weekend. I uh, spoke about Leicester, spoke about Arsenal, Watford. Going through the results, let's start with the early kickoff. Uh, Newcastle versus Man City, 2-2. If I remember rightly, last week, we predicted that scoreline bang on correct. We said 2-2, all of us in this room. Don't listen back. But what did we make of that? <laughs> it's a great result. Yeah, it for was. Selfish reasons. For, uh, for United, Newcastle. Great result for them. Yeah, no, it was a great result. Yeah, I mean, it was, first half was a bit boring. City lacked the sort of um, usual energy that they have, uh, where you become accustomed to. Kind of just teetered out a little bit. Um, when they got the goal to go two went up, you thought, yeah, there's only one winner here. But Shelby yeah, pulled out something marvellous, yeah. Goal, Both goals. Goal was, yeah. Big up John Joe Shelby, by the way. Yeah, it was a superb finish. That was ex Liverpool, wasn't it? Unreal. Yeah. Well, I thought Newcastle's defence were outstanding. Barely put really a foot wrong. You know, we you know, Rafferty has done a great job there last year, but defensively, Steve Bruce made them look... City so played into their hands, though. City yeah. so played into hands a lot. They were putting out wide, putting crosses in. Newcastle haven't been bad defensively this year. Mm. They just can't score. So where they're not mm. scoring, if another team nicks a 1-0 late on in a game, it's because they don't create enough. They could have that game out of sight with that uh, St. Maximum and Almiron if they just knew how to finish. Yeah. Mm. If they don't finish their chances, your defence is always going to come under pressure at a team like that, and you're not going to keep a clean sheet every week. So it makes it seem worse than it is. I think their problem is going forward. So it'll be buzzing that they've managed to get two goals, mm. even though City's defence has been awful. But he'll be buzzing with the fact that they've been able to score and it wasn't their centre-backs that yeah. got the goals for them. Well, yeah, but exactly. Only got his first assist. That was yeah. yes, his first assist in the Newcastle shirt. Yeah. And he's been playing, yeah. And he's one of their better players. You know, and he's not picking up assists. You think to yourself, well, what, what chance have we got? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, another week, Dwight Gale doesn't start. Jolinton does. Is it time for Bruce to say, you know what, Jolinton, get yourself out of the limelight. Dwight, you've been here, you've done that, you've, you've done pretty well at this level. Is it time to start bending Dwight Gale and saying, you're coming up front man? Dwight Gale is like, he's a diminutive little player. Like, he's a nippy guy, he nips in between defenders and he's, you know, his movement's good. Jolinton's a big man, he's polar opposite. Like, he gets about, puts himself, you know, into the back of defenders. Um, I, I don't see why you don't put both of them up. I mean, yeah. Almiron, as, as you said, just got his first assist. That San Maximan, like, he carried the ball pretty well on Saturday, but his end product, like, he, he don't know what he's doing. He don't know what day of the week it is. He's going to make himself dizzy. He carries on, like, just go, go two up top, see what <laughs> If happens. you were dropping one of them, I think it would have to be Almiron. Because I think the way St. Maximan, even though he's not got an end product, the way he can carry the ball from one end it of the field to the him. other, it, it buys you time anyway. Yeah, but Do if you, you don't I mean? have, that, have that end product at the end of it, you're really running into corridors and corners and you just... <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Almiron has neither. Yeah. He doesn't carry the ball as well. And like you said, he's only got one assist in a year at being there. I think for me, he would be the player to drop and come on as an impact player if he's needed. 
Well, I think Jay's got it right. Too. Yeah, I think Jay's got it right. I think it'll be a great idea to stick them both Little up top. Large, yeah. Crouchy and Defoe, and on. reincarnated. Well, yeah, they, they, even wing-backs. I mean, that Willems, obviously, he's getting forward. He's bagged yeah. a few goals now. He did that against City, he did against Liverpool. Yeah, yeah Yedlin on the other side, he's, he's up and down like a fucking... Like a racehorse. Like, they can obviously play three at the back. I think they do anyway. Matty Longstar's, yeah. Matty Longstar's buzz has gone, in it? <laughs> yeah, that lasted long. He was the next Paul Scholes after yeah. that first game. That was oh, he's it. This is the next one. Jesus, he come right off the boil. And quickly on City, everyone always talks about, um, you know, the defence at the minute. But how actually important is it that for them to get Fernandinho back in that midfield? Because it feels like they're just, that's the main thing missing from moving. He won't play in there anyway. You weren't playing there anyway. What, in midfield? Not, Rodri, this, Rodri, not this season. Yeah, well, this that's when they've struggled. Because this season, they haven't been the same team. They've they got less protection. Even like attacking. Know, is he going to move into midfield or is he going to drop to the bench again when they cross the bench? Rodri I, seems, he's like, Rodri's 22. Fernandinho's 35. Like, fair enough. We can all see it that maybe their midfield isn't as dogged and winning the ball back as high up the pitch as they were. I think they highlighted it on the telly the other day. But he weren't playing before. So why is he suddenly going to just... Well, Rod, well, maybe he's seen now that maybe Rodri does need time to be bedded in. He didn't start against Newcastle. Maybe he thinks, as soon as I've got another centre-back to put with um, uh, Stones or whoever it's going to be, when Laporte is back, is he going to say, you know what, tried and trusted, Fernandino, let's see if you still have the legs. Maybe, if not, put Rodri back in. Maybe But they are missing something more than just that defender. Maybe standards drop. It happens with every team. Like mm. They hit such heights that people are like expecting it every year. Do you know how hard it is to continue that um, level of football up every single year. Barcelona didn't eventually. Like, it's difficult. You've got to run all the time. You've got to press all the time. They're fantastic. And yeah, let's, let's not take anything away from them. It's still unbelievable. But it is hard to keep them standards up for a, for over a three-year period. There is a, there's definitely going to be Especially a when two of those three midfielders that have been, you know, so unreal, are David Silva and Fernandinho are both mid-30s. Mm. Like, naturally, you do need to replace. Obviously, they're gone for Rodri. Hopefully, they got Bernardo hopefully. Silva sitting on the bench most weeks. I don't know why he's not playing because like, he's, he's the biggest. For me, he was their like, best player yeah. last year. He's over the whole player. season, and he started more games on the bench this year than he even got close to last year. It doesn't make sense, but how I'm long, not complaining about it. Yeah. but it doesn't make sense. How to long me. does he do that for as well? You know, how long does he sit on yeah. the bench for? Because he's still got Sane to come back, and he was talking about going. Well, Mahrez so was talking about going, wasn't he? Yeah. Mahrez was like, I, like, I've enjoyed it here, but if I'm not getting game time, I will have to consider it. And now Mahrez is starting over Bernardo Silva. Mm. And that's the, see, he's the one that's like, of those, he's the laziest of the forwards. Yeah. Like, that's why Bernardo Silva and Sterling are so good at just nipping that ball back. And that is ultimately what they're... What Getting is, to the byline, don't they? Yeah, that, that allows the likes of Maximilian at the weekend or whatever he's called, San Maximan, sorry. <laughs> 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 I turned him German then. <laughs> but they, they, at the end of the day, fair enough, we could say he carried the ball well when he ran into channels, but they let him do it. <laughs> I love that, man. Shout out Maximilian, Shout out by the way. Love you, Maximilian. <laughs> listening, in, uh, listening in Germany, yeah. we love that, pal. Um, second game uh, we'll talk about is Burnley Palace. Um, Burnley had a great result week before, uh, and then at home now to lose to Palace. Always seem that Palace play better when they're not expected to attack. On the counter-attack, they look very good, very dangerous. But when it's their time to be the, the main show, they're not, they're not great at it. Palace have actually got a very good record away at Burnley. Yeah, like some side, win. Some sides just perform well at certain grounds, and Palace seem to always get the better of Burnley at mm -hmm. Turf Moor. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. You'd think a team like Burnley would just smother a team like Crystal mm -hmm. Palace, but... 
just seems to happen year on year out now. Palace seem to be going there and nicking results. They're doing all right, aren't they, Palace? Yeah, yeah. yeah they're, they're, well very, they're not being talked right. about, but they're steady. They're very yeah. steady this year. I had, oh, I had them in trouble this job. year, personally. Yeah. I thought to myself, they're not assuring to go down, but I thought they'd be right down there. But you know what? They're, they're all right. They're picking up a lot of points. I think they're still probably missing Good that results. goal scorer. Benteke hasn't hit the heights of his first season. Yeah, they need a strike. Are um, you not the most clinical? He's picked up a but, few goals, but you're yeah, right. Exactly. They're they can up, do with a replacement. But they're, you know, they're slowly but surely, you know, d- doing very well. I wouldn't discredit Roy Hodgson. Yeah, I, I want to. For Burnley, yeah, it's just saying it happens, isn't it? It's just saying it happens. Like, you can't sit and go, you know, whatever. It's just saying it happens. They're both similar level. to yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyone could pick up points against anyone and it's just happened that yeah, week. Yeah. That they've they have their off weeks. Yeah. On to, and the Brothers uh, of Destruction had a bad day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we on were to, about them. And on to last week's banker, uh, Chelsea versus West Ham. Dan, Thanks, be the Chelsea fan. <laughs> What you know, happened? You know who I blame? <laughs> Only one man. Charlie Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Big Charlie. Got bone to pick with him. I've had for a long time. We're going to leave for 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Where do I start? Listen, it is not his fault, but I just want to just address this. Every single time, every single time, right, he'll do a prediction. It would bang on about Chelsea and go, oh, they're going well, they're going well. Yeah, they've got good players. Lampard's better the youth in well, blah, 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 blah. But they will lose 2-1. They're going to come unstuck. It's going to be a blip. But what happens? We prove him wrong. We love it. I'm happy. Everyone's happy. What's happened this week? He's come out and said, oh, yeah, you know, they're really good. They're going to come out and they're going to win this one. Definitely comfortable. 2-0. And then what happens? We lose. So I blame Charlie. There's no two ways about it. But we weren't good enough. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who thinks Dan went soft last week, <laughs> here he is. <laughs> yeah. Listen, um, we didn't play well enough. We had a um, an off game, like Lampard said, one of the first we've we've probably had this season where we didn't sort of turn up at all. Even when we lost 4-0 against United, we, I thought we was in the game. I know it sounds strange saying it, but we still looked up to turn up. The changes didn't help. I think we missed Tammy up front. For me, Giroud's not the player that we need up front for us. He doesn't do enough. I think he's a, I think he's been a great striker or whatever. But at the end of the day now, we need someone in that can score goals. And he's not scoring goals for us. We need a backup striker. I was a bit surprised uh, Batshuayi didn't start. Um, for whatever reason, he didn't have him in there. Um, Pedro, again, wrong side of 30 now. I think it's time to freshen it up a bit. And I think... It's a shame, really. I think the changes just didn't work and we were a bit flat. And it happens. It happens in football. So, what can you say? Do you think the um, goalkeeper change for West Ham kind of reinvigorated He annoyed them? me. Do you think it's... <laughs> he annoyed me in a big way, mate. He annoyed me in a big um, way. I thought we're playing against on wrists and he turns up. I reckon David Gold listened to the podcast last week and was like, fuck me, those boys are right. Yeah. <laughs> I was worried. I was thought to myself, easy. We're going to play against a geezer who loves conceding goals. And then what happens? This geezer comes out of nowhere. Who at the time I thought was young when he was crying. <laughs> Everyone thought an 18-year-old was yeah. getting his debut. Like, oh, bless him, he's crying in that. <laughs> I he's 43. <laughs> Grow yourself up, mate. I'm not happy. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, from you boys, what do you make of the, um, the game itself? You know, Do we give more credit to, to West Ham or is it just one of those days for Chelsea? Honestly, after my comments last week, no comment. <laughs> Next. <laughs> you ruined everyone's Antonio's big for West Ham. Mm. I, he's not... The greatest technical player, but he's just a big brute. He just puts himself about, and they don't have that when he don't play. Yeah. He might not be the most prolific goal scorer, but already in the two games that he's been back so far, he's made a difference. I know they got beaten by Spurs at home, but when he came off the bench, he got his goal. He made a difference. I think he'll be big for them if they can keep him fit all season because they've got good players. Like you look across their squad, they do have good players. They've 
just been struggling as they always fucking He's do. He's complimenting them though. They've got a lot of good players that like, not above West Ham, but they've obviously played at a higher level in Europe, the likes of Anderson, Yarmolenko, and players like that subconsciously maybe, you know, think they don't have to work as hard for the team. So it's the players that compliment like the Antonios, like the Mark Nobles, Declan Rices, that get about the pitch, put themselves about. They're, they're the ones that really, you know, create that team at, at West Ham and actually make them a de half-decent side, which they were before, what, four or five weeks ago. Uh, moving on to the next game, uh, Liverpool, another 2-1 win. Uh, this time probably a bit unfortunate with the Brighton goal because it shouldn't have stood at all. Um, what are you saying? But it's well, if you look at the rules of the game, mate. You're when saying one win, it, one win against you? What? VAR, yes, well, look, yes. When, when... a VAR decision oh, wasn't given to us, Dan. Oh, bless and you know what? I want to talk about it. Well, you deserve everything, do you? Every single week, that's what you're. We, should, we deserve the correct decisions. Yeah, you I mean, it didn't change the game. We still went no, on to course, win with ten we're men. We're good enough not to be affected by VAR. Thank you. Amen. Preach. So going on to it, another game where Liverpool weren't at their very, very best. You know, I think most people probably would have thought Liverpool would have just brushed uh, Brighton away, but it's what champions do. <laughs> Mate, they had more possession than us. I think they've said 55% possession at the end of the 90 minutes. A team the like Brighton coming to Anfield and having that much possession worries me a little bit. Mm. But again, you've got someone like Trent Alexander-Arnold in your team that can put the ball on a sixpence every time. You're always going to cause trouble from set pieces. He's a and brilliant... We had to player. take two set-piece goals to win that game. Yeah. We had a couple of chances in open play, but we didn't create much. Again, it was just two very good deliveries met by the big man Virgil and we were tuning tune up within I think the goals were six minutes within yeah. each other six minutes of when he scored the first one so do you know listen again it's another 2-1 win we're grinding them out do you think it's anything to be worried about just now with the performances not hitting those heights do you think once we do get into gear that's when we'll start well that's flourishing. the good thing I suppose if we're not playing well and still picking up results mm. surely surely there's going to come a time when everything just clicks and we just Blow a team away. That's what I'm waiting for. You've that got a one lot of games moment. coming up now, and I'm thinking to myself, you're not playing well now. Well, these games start eventually start taking it. Which means they maybe well, you're not playing well. You start themselves. losing losing games and drawing games. It'll go one and two ways. Now you're tired, and the games are coming thick and fast, and you can't pick up them result. You can't pick up that uh, level. Regardless, we drop points at some point. You're doing well. I mean, you look you look at your record, and my god, mate, it's unbelievable. But you've lost one game, uh, City, wasn't it? Yeah. And then since that's what, one game in one season. And then you haven't lost this season either. Yeah, it's like one in 53 oh, in the league yeah. that we've no lost. No one can say. It's, it's phenomenal football from any stretch of imagination. This next month will decide it. It was around this time last year where you got those, you know, consecutive draws, let City back in a little bit, and then obviously they went on a mad, mad run. This time of year is going to, you know, I think, obviously this is going to go out after it, but that Everton game is going to be huge. The local derby, if you, you could absolutely smash him, get Marco Silva uh, sacked, or... You could really struggle. Maybe, you know, mm. they nick a draw. And then it's... Well, I mean, Fabinho is going to be a big miss. Well, with the games coming up, uh, as soon as Liverpool finish the Club World Cup, their first game is Leicester away. That's huge. The mm. game before that for Leicester is City away. So that little period could yeah. really actually be a lot bigger than what people thought. It could shape the, the title race for the rest Absolutely. of the season. Because imagine okay. if Leicester go away to City and beat them. Yeah, get six Imagine points. that happens. And then us 11, back 12 points can evaporate like that. Look at Tottenham yeah. and Chelsea. It was 12 Look points. Look at Newcastle one week is back in the 90s. They were 12 points yeah. at the United. It can Leeds happen. evaporate within the blink of an eye. So Listen, I, you know, I'm one of those Liverpool fans that will never sit here and say we're definitely going to win it and we're the mm. best team in the world because 
hope I've been through the years of shit beforehand <laughs> to know that anything could go wrong at any time and completely derail this fucking great moment nothing, we're on. Nothing would give me greater joy than watching your lead evaporate. Oh, you'd never see me again. I would, I would love it. I would turn up at your I wouldn't door. go anywhere, mate. Um, I don't give a fuck. We're a better team than Chelsea and I don't care if we don't win the league. You do. I don't go you nowhere. Do. I want to win the Club World Cup. That's you what do I want. care about the league. I want to win the How Club World Cup. You say you don't care about it. You do. Because if I start caring about it, that's when I get hurt, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to Big Jose's his uh, first uh, home game uh, in the league for for Tottenham. Three two against Bournemouth. Again, they take a, a couple goal lead, and then at the end they let a couple goals back. Uh, defensively, for Mourinho, do we think there's a lot to do here, or? Do you think, just give them time, their defence, because Mourinho loves the defence. It'll, it'll work out in time. Well, that defence was conceding goals before it, and it, it's, nothing's going to change radically, I don't think, straight away. He's already been linked with another centre-back, uh, Diaz from Benfica. So he's already looking to address clearly what he believes to be a problem area in the team. But again, as long as they're picking up points, I don't think he's going to care too much at the minute. Mm. Uh, moving on, Southampton, finally picking up um, a, a win. I, I know they had a good, good result against Arsenal and had 2 1 against Watford. Um, pretty standard to beat Watford these days, isn't it? Just, all you have to do is just face them 11 v 11. You'll, you'll <laughs> just, get three just points. Just turn up and you're going to win. To his face. <laughs> Danny Ings and Ward Prowse again. Because they look like a team that were banging trouble after that 9 0, and everyone's writing them off. But they've pulled out some nice, res- nice results since and looked a lot better. Or, I mean, they haven't pulled them out, but they look the results were. Um, the performances were a lot better. I've reacted. Yeah, like yeah, the Arsenal, everyone thought they were going to get battered against City, they didn't. Everyone if, thought they were going to get um, played against Arsenal, you know. Do you think the 9-0 kind of helped them where people just maybe reside and thought, well, they're rubbish, they're going down and they almost not down tools against them but just think that it's going to be an easy game than what it is. Siege mentality, doesn't it? And it, it kind of means that... Yeah, it doesn't, I think it, it just put a, a bit more belief and fire in the players that they need to fucking sort themselves mm. out otherwise it's going to be a hard, hard season. Their manager's good. Like Hasenhutl came in and he took them to a decent place when they were looked like they were going to be relegated yeah. again. He's not a bad coach. I think the players just needed a rocket up the arse to say, look, you're all decent, but you keep playing like this, you're going to get whooped every week. Mm. Mm. Uh, on the Sunday's fixtures, uh, Norwich 2, Arsenal 2. Norwich will probably look back and think, yeah, we'll, we'll, we probably would have taken a point, but we could add so much more. Um, before we discuss you know, some of the chances... The VAR ruling on the penalty that to be retaken by Aubameyang. Fair? It's or, the rules, isn't it? Yeah, standard. It's good. He cleared it, didn't he? So, mm. that's, yeah. So, the rules can't really... VAR had a good big hand to it. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Yeah, they did. And uh, with... Oh, I was in the Brighton-Liverpool game. We won't yeah, go yeah, again. Yeah, Don't worry about that. Um, but, uh, you know, Norwich, they'll take four points from Everton away and Arsenal home. That's very good. Can we see them maybe picking up enough points to... You know, give themselves a fighting chance come come April. I still think they'll go down. Personally, I still don't think they're enough um, over a course of a season. Personally, I just think well, when you start getting past Christmas, that's mm-hmm. when you start seeing teams struggle. Pookie scores goals though. Well, so, Campbell looks fantastic. I think they're just a team that could very. I mean, you see it with you've seen it with Bournemouth in other seasons, but they've obviously stayed up. Norwich are a team that could go on a very long losing run. Like they could quite quickly play good football and still lose yeah they could fire off six defeats on the bounce and then you're looking up a long way (laughs) Mm. but Uh, you know what great result uh, talking of good results Sheffield United a very good point away to Wolverhampton 
they were ahead for a long while of the game. Um, Wolves, you'll probably say, look, we played Thursday. We'll probably, not mean not taking a point before game, but looking at the way the game did play out, they probably would have been happy to take a point and just reassess and, and go again for the midweek fixtures. No shame taking a um, point of Sheffield United these days. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all, I think, all the best teams are doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think Wolves and Sheffield are probably two teams that probably have nothing to worry about right now. Neither of them are, are underachieving. None of them really look like they're they're in any way or shape or form going to start dropping or losing momentum. Um, Nuno's been given a, a head uh, or a shout, I should say, for the head coach job at Arsenal. Um, do you think, think nothing of that? Do you think he would be, even be interested in it? He's a good manager. He's a very good... Like, he's he's um, got a lot of players in. Like, the Bulls have just said, like, oh, here's, here's all these players and that. And it still take, takes a very good manager to get all them players together and make them a team. Because you've seen it before in the past where, like... Managers get given all these players, and you think, oh, they're going to do all right, they're going to do all right, and they don't do all right. Mm. So he's obviously got his head screwed on. He obviously knows what he's doing. Um, and I like him a lot, actually. I, I really like him. I think he's a really, yeah. really good manager. He's a good coach. He's making, make it, he's another one, like we said with Rogers earlier, makes players better. You look at the, the obvious one for me is Triore. When he was coming through, when he came over from Barca, I think he went to, was it Borough or Villa? He was at both of them teams. I don't know which way round mm. it was. But everyone just looked at him as an athlete. He was a sprinter. He couldn't play football. Like, he couldn't barely kick a ball. But he would carry you up the pitch. He's adding a little bit of quality now. Like He's made him into a better player. He's actually affecting games now. So yeah. he's he's the one. Like Yeah, he, he's a good manager, man. I can see why he's in the running for Arsenal. And uh, we spoke about Leicester, but Everton, another loss. Marcus Silva, he's, he's on very thin ice right now, isn't he? He looked like he wanted to cry. Yeah, yeah. Man, he, he looked, looked like a man defeated. Imagine how that must horrible. feel. It's horrible for him, isn't it, really? Imagine yeah. how that must feel. You I know you're under pressure and then that last-minute goal goes in and then you've got to wait another minute or two to find out if it's actually going to count. Yeah. And it goes against you. Like That is heartbreaking yeah. for him. He looked dejected. Good. Yeah, as Jeremy <laughs> Carrick said, the Ev never let you down. Never. Um, and the last game of the weekend was United-Villa. Awful result, really, for United. Let's, be, let's, let's, let's have it right. It was an awful result. You need to be winning that game at home. Are you taking a piss? <laughs> Just coming for you like that, mate. <laughs> your eyeballs you the whole time. I've got your number, Danny boy. Come on, mate. Don't oh, worry, come on. Let's, let's have, you know, let's have um, it right. Awful result. Yeah, bad result. Um, yeah, I don't know at the minute, to be honest. I don't know, boys. It's, um, it's not looking good. I mean, yeah. Fantastic result for Villa, though. We said last week they we, think, really we well. think they'll be comfortable. They're a good team. And you know what? Their midfield looks fantastic. Jack Grealish um, is performing. Yeah. That's that why, fantastic goal. That's why that result came in. Obviously, I said last week about the midfield. We had the same yeah. midfield this week. We added Matter to it, who is a player who's been great over the years for Chelsea and United. But, you know, he's the other side of 30 now. Um, quality on the ball, but, you know, legs getting around the pitch. We are missing players. That's going against Dolly. Um, but... <laughs> Ultimately, we're not turning up like we should be. We're letting, yeah, McGinn, Grealish run that midfield. I just, wouldn't, to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if one of them's playing for us next year. Just that's, what he's, points, that's what he's yeah. seemed to need six to do. Six points above the relegation zone and your next two games are Tottenham and City. Yeah. Mm. Um, that's dangerous. Could be if relegation they, if, zone yeah, for Christmas. If, if they lose both of them, Oli out, Oli got to be gone. But again, you're in the same position. Who the fuck do you replace him with? Do you go and get Pochettino? Yeah. Do you go yes, and you do. 100%. go through straight away? They should have just fucking done that anyway. As soon as Pochettino was sacked from Tottenham, Woodward should have been like, get me the phone. How much, how much time can you give someone and just say, yeah, you're a club legend? Like, mate. His record's I, similar I mean, to Emery's. injuries, but come on, mate. Like, Chris Wilder's doing a job at Sheffield United. If you can't pick up points with 
Rashford, Martial. Um, he's had Pogba for some games this season. You know, he's got Maguire, he spent 80 million on Juan Bazaka. De Gea in goal. If you can't do something with that team still, then I'm, I'm not being funny. You're not good enough. You're not good enough. Well, I think, yeah, he just, he just doesn't really have a plan. You know, look, he, he, get, he gets a lot of um, leeway with the pundits on, on TV because... They're all United. You know, yeah, they'll go, oh, it's the players, it's the, it's the ownership. There's two of them. They're all United. <laughs> what do you mean there's two of them? Gary Neville. Yeah. I can't even think of the fucking other one now. <laughs> Rio Ferdinand. All right, yeah, we're going on the other channel. Yeah, Keen. fair enough. Louis Scholes was around. Didn't Dion Dublin Louis, used to yeah, Louis uh, Sarles, play for Man United? Louis Sarles, 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 up now and again. Saying, Dion Dublin was in United Youth System. Yeah. I'm not having this from Liverpool. Robbie Savage. Robbie Savage. <laughs> <laughs> the list goes on. <laughs> they only got rid of Lee Sharp last year. Keep listing rejects, go on. <laughs> no, but every time I see a thing in Sky Sports, it's Neville going, it's not, it's not uh, on his fault. It yeah. is, mate. It's the most vocal pundit there is. It is and all the, I get he's protecting his mate, but... How many more times can Man United lose the match because of Edward Wood? I watched a Rio video the other day. Back, I just always watch it now and again. It makes me laugh. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, that was great. Right, I'm moving on to this weekend's fixtures. The early game on Saturday is Everton Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> so we were just talking about slime. Thank God. Sorry, sorry. And coming up... 2-1. Um, <laughs> and this weekend's fixtures, um, early game, Everton-Chelsea, what we got? Oh, that's a tough one. I, I always say it. It is a tough one, isn't it? It is. It is Could a tough be, one. It is a tough Could one be. because I know it sounds crazy and I'm just sort of saying, oh, it's Everton's rubbish and that. And then that's the sort of game you go and end up losing 1-0 or something. Do you reckon you'll and win 2-1? Yeah, it's an early game as well. I think we'll beat Everton. Um, shock, I'm a Chelsea We're going to be amongst friends... Chelsea are going to lose, I'm going to call it, because it, it's an early game. We'll be yeah. Able, yeah. What I will say is, we'll have to see what Charlie Nicholas says. <laughs> yeah, wait for that prediction <laughs> first. Because he seems to have our fate in his hands every single week. <laughs> it's true, man. And it makes me sick. It makes me sick. But that's the way it is. Come. I think Chelsea will win. Chelsea. I, was, well, I think a draw. I'll sit on the fence, get myself a splinter. Um, <laughs> and up next we've got uh, Bournemouth versus Liverpool um, bit of a tricky one sometimes you know we, we had that awful game there 4-3 a couple of years back then last season we washed them aside um, do you think it's going to be as easy as what people think will be for Liverpool another 2-1 no it'll be a tough game it will be a tough game it will be close I'm Again, I still feel, I think we'll scrape a, a win against them because I do think that Bournemouth have still got frailty at the back and can be got at so, I actually am going to go for 2-1 again. 2-1, oh, Mane on the score sheet. I fancy a draw there, personally. Yeah, Bournemouth um, at home are a good team. I think um, Salah likes a goal down there, doesn't he? He's got a hat-trick last year. Yeah. Um, not a repeat, but I think he'll get back on the score sheet Liverpool win. Spurs back at home uh, against Burnley. What do you think? Uh, Spurs have struggled against Burnley at home at, at times. But uh, new manager... Yeah, I can just see Spurs going on the run now. They, yeah, were, good, they were very good around this time I last think year as well. Spurs first clean sheet of the season. Um, first clean sheet under Reno, sorry. Um, Watford Palace? Watford being at home? Palace like a win there. They the do, way. actually. They they like, there's they a bit of a rivalry well. there as well. Between yeah, Palace and some, yeah, Don't like but, each other. Mm. It's like the, it's the M25 derby. Yeah. Right. Depends where Watford are. If Watford have got a new manager in, that's what it turns into a different game. Yeah. Uh, we move on to the Manchester derby. Um, Jay, City to win and why? 
I just said let's not let's not talk about that game. Look, well, United are crap, but their front three can definitely get at City. At City's defence, Rashford, Martial, and James will cause them all sorts of problems. This is Connor's last appearance on from the terrace. <laughs> uh, look, I'll make him right. We're, we're being serious. Know, like, United are a bad side at the minute. They're not playing well, and City are still a great side. But where City are so frail at the back themselves, yeah, United's they, front three will get chances. Yeah. If they, they play will. like they did against Villa, though, they will pick them off in a bad way. Yeah, that's always different we, in a derby, though. You said the same about Everton coming we to Anfield. Yeah. Derbies are just different. I know, but it is different. But at home, City will pick them off. I'm going to go for 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. Rashford's going to score first. 3-1 City. I think 2-1 City. I can't see a score in there. I, yeah, no hope for this game. Um, moving on to Sunday. Um, Villa at home to Leicester. Probably a bit of a difficult game for Leicester. Villa are doing very well at the minute. Yeah, I mean, it should, be, it should be a tough game. But again, we spoke about Rodgers and the way Leicester are playing yeah. at the minute. I can't really see many teams beating them. <clears throat> Very interested to see the two midfields up against each other. Mm. But I think top of the pitch, Vardy's just Greedish got that, versus, that extra yeah. bit. Greedish versus Madison, that'd be nice. Um, I'm going to call this next week's Janelle the most boring one you'll ever watch uh, this season. Newcastle, Southampton. 4-3. Just because <laughs> you said that. Uh, one all. Um, yeah, one all sounds good. To I'm going to go nil nil. Um, Norwich City, Sheffield United. Um, Sheffield, not the greatest away from home. Norwich, uh, it's, would you say it's a six pointer? Depends on. No, it's not. No. Well, Sheffield, Sheffield United, United could, yeah, they could, yeah, but they could easily get dragged down. Nah, there. No, Sheffield yeah, United, it's are not fine. a six pointer now. Yeah, now, Sheffield United, are fine. they're too far it, away. Yeah, no, that I actually think that'll now. be a high scoring draw again. I think it could be another two two at Carroll Road. One one nil Sheffield United, and then uh, Brighton versus Wolves. It's on TV. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I think I think all the, all those games could conceivably be draws on Sunday. Same as this Sunday. I oh, know, except Leicester. And then Monday Night Football. West Ham home to uh, the Arsenal. That'll be an interesting game. Yeah, back off the back of the result against us, um, the backs might be up a little bit. And West Ham's always a hard place to travel to. Um, London Derby. Yeah. And I think, again, going back to Antonio, we spoke about earlier, he will absolutely bully Arsenal's defence. Horrendously bully him. I fancy a draw there. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I, I think West Ham might nick it, you know? Depends on the manager situation. Mm. Again, yeah, it's another one that can change. One, yeah. um, just lastly on West Ham, do you think that result against Chelsea has given Pellegrini a good couple more games? Because we spoke last week and said he was probably in trouble. Yeah, if they'd have got a battering against us, um, then yeah, I think you would have seen the back of him. They didn't. They pulled out a victory. Was it a one-off? Was it? Is it something that just happened? You know, we we played badly. They beat us, or you know, is it they turn the corner? Mm. Um, I don't know. It's, it's yet to be seen, isn't it? I feel like London derbies are different games. They're, I think they're bigger for clubs like West Ham. Mm. I feel like mm. I don't know why, but I just feel like every single London derby for West Ham is like just a level above and they, mm. they just hate everyone. Like well, they, they're like their little brother, aren't they? That just aren't... Yeah. They do, West, you're right. West Ham do hate everyone. It, it's like... <laughs> they do. Like, it's, oh, I know he's right. They hate everyone. It's like you've got, you've got the odd London derby where Chelsea won't look... Because they're inferior. They won't look at it as bigly, you know, as big as, as other ones. Whereas West Ham... That's they're like, inferior and they're looking they over it. and they're well, saying... Mark Noble turns... want to be a big game changer in those And games. they're not. So, I know they beat us, but, you know, you know... <laughs> Anyway, 
And uh, moving on to the Euros now, uh, we had the the draw uh, back on Saturday. Um, looking at England's uh, potential group, um, you know, we've got Croatia, um, we've got Czech Republic so far, and then you know, we could have Scotland, could have Serbia. Stop. FA Cup, third round, Anfield, Liverpool, Everton. Wow. Of course it is. Of course it is. That is... Fuck's sake, man. Every year in the FA Cup, we get drawn against a fucking Prem team. Give me fucking Chichester you, Town. You do, though. You do, though. You're right. <laughs> of course you we do. We always we give do. me someone shit. We always I want do, to man. travel to a non-league team ground where they sell burgers for two pounds. Oh, no. Oh, we're away to Wolves. See, oh, they're, done, oh, they're doing us hey, dirty. Hey, they're the two one. They're going to be on BBC. We lost. Oh, their that's true. They'll be televised. But still, actually, Man, we, Man City will get. Uh, the last Bristol time we City. faced Everton in this round of the FA Cup, Virgil van Dijk made his baby. debut and scored. Shock. Chelsea at home to a Championship team. Wait, always. Wait until Man City. Wait until Man City at home to Port Vale. Shock. Are they actually? Yes, a shock. I knew it. That is a shock because City never gets one. Someone is warming these balls up. <laughs> Why were you pointing at me? <laughs> now this is staying in. This ain't Mate, me, I'm Kyle. telling you, sucking the old Euro days where you used to draw the balls. Yeah, Mate, that's dodgy, a man. Fuming, playing its part. Mate, I want these sheiks tax returns. <laughs> I don't want to sound like I'm Eddie so Home reacts, fuming. but I'm not having that. Uh, that's, that's ridiculous, man. I will mid fuck's sense. sake. Anyway, big breaking news, Danny. Yeah, right. Um, as I was saying before that breaking news came in, uh, we look at England, we've got Croatia so far, Czech Republic, and then we could have Serbia, Israel, Scotland. Um, quite a, a fair draw. You know, you look at Croatia, probably their best players are probably past their prime than when we faced them in 2016. Um, or 2018. Or 2018. 2018, sorry, in the World Cup. Um, Czech Republic, don't think they cause us much. I mean, they beat us away. They the, did, but this is in the Euros. With, it every game is at Wembley, so I, I don't think it really matters who's yeah, in the group. That, I think we, them um, I think that changes win. things for us. Yeah, big time. It also puts a lot more pressure on. Yeah. So it's whether we can deal with it because... We yeah. should be topping that group. We, yeah, we should, we, should. we should be beating everyone in it. We should, um, but do we want to? But yeah, I want Scotland say, as well. I'd love uh, to do a mate, job on I them. want Scotland I would time. love to do a job I would love, love to beat Scotland at Wembley. The McAnally Derby. Yeah, that is right. Yeah. You was our one overseas player, weren't you? When we had, oh, you weren't even overseas, were you? I've never been. <laughs> I've never been overseas. <laughs> you were our foreign player, weren't you? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and for the first time, if those Scotland play, um, fans do get to see their team in a decent um, league competition, I should say, they can put their own flag in their Twitter name instead of Colombia's or Croatia's. Yeah, yeah. But, Basically, they're, they're just anti-England. Anyone that England face, Scotland will want to win. Um, looking through it, Group F is probably the next exciting one. The group of death, France, Germany, Portugal. Doesn't matter who's going to go into that from the win of the playoff. It, they're not in with a shout, surely, of beating the, any of those three. <laughs> the, the, I, I'd rather just miss out altogether. Well, they could no, but they could potentially get Iceland. And they're not a bad team, so that becomes even worse. Yeah, I, I, I don't think feel we overrate like, Iceland. Yeah, I don't feel they like the Iceland should be as hyped as they... Of course they... not, of course not. Listen, they're not an unbelievable team, but it, they're not a bad team. Mm. So it still looks like a, it's even a, a even worse group for them. Three teams in there. Because who knows? It just looks horrendous, Yeah, man. you got France, the world champions, Germany, who were the world champions in 2014, and Portugal, the Euro winners in 2016. The last three competition <laughs> winners are in this league. Oh, fuck. Just Although I was saying that, Germany... 
haven't well done great in the last World Cup. Mm. Uh, Wackham Lowe's come under some criticism. Um, some of their players have been retired due to some of the racism that they've received from the backlash of that World Cup. Um, do you think they're in any danger of of dropping their standards and maybe I mean, not being? They've still looked good in qualifying. Serge Gnabry looks like he is flying, and if he carries on that form at club level and right. takes that into the Euros, well, Gnabry could... in one wing and Sane on the other. Yeah, if they get Sane back fit in time, mate, that'll be frightening. Frightening. France and Germany will both look back on their qualifying groups and think about the results that they didn't pick mm. up where they should have. Mm. And it's left them in a position where they're in that group now. Yeah. Especially um, Germany, when they were beating Holland, mm. ended up dropping points. Just little things like that go against you and then all of a sudden you're in a, you're in a group like that. Yeah. Um, looking through some of the other ones, Group A, Italy, Switzerland, Turkey, Wales... A dark horse of a, an exciting group, really. I was say, that's not a, that's actually not um, a terrible group. You can see some good games in there. Yeah, definitely. Like Italy, you know, they've got some great youngsters. Switzerland always seem to be a bit of a dark horse in competitions like this. Mm. There was some always pops yeah. up. Will be an interesting. Um, Wales, you know, Aaron yeah. Ramsey. They've got Declan, uh, not Declan, uh, Daniel James. Harry, Harry Wilson. Wilson looks fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Bale, of course. Yeah, no, it's an exciting team. Yeah, it will be. Um, that will be a nice group to watch. Actually, there'll be a lot of uh, good games there. So, uh, Group B: Belgium, Denmark. Finland and Russia, Belgium. You'd, you'd Belgium hope to, you'd hope to think they just walk that group. Belgium really. long. Um, see them do you think this is goal. Belgium's last chance, their golden generation, to win something, or do we still hold that they can still win a World Cup? They I would do. be thinking that they want to do something in this one. Yeah, 100%. especially with like obviously their forwards have still got other tournaments in them, but their defense mm. is very mm. much get like companies. Not probably going to be playing. I don't think he plays yeah. for anyone. Does he? Is he retired from Belgium? Yeah, he doesn't I think he. Yeah, I think he has retired. Um, so you're really looking at Alderweireld and Vertonghen, and they're both 30, 31. Mm. Um, Vermaelen's still knocking about. <laughs> yeah, he's still in the squad. But yeah, I mean, I think just with those aging defenders or they're getting there, I think this is probably going to be this in the next World Cup. Mm. This is their big chance. Yeah. Um, Group C, the three definites are Austria, uh, Holland, and Ukraine. Holland just. I think Holland are dark horses for this tournament. It's a nice group I'm actually, Holland as well. well Holland I want missed... England to win, but if England don't, I'm actually tipping Holland to win the Euros. Because Holland had a, a dark nice horse in the 2014 one with Louis van Gaal, um, and then they just completely dropped off the radar after that. Didn't make the, the World Cup, didn't make the, the Euros uh, in 2016. You know, they've got a very good... You know, thanks to Ajax as well. Coman's pulled them um, it's a good back young, into... Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think they've got a mix as well, because they've got someone like Wijnaldum who's banging in goals for them, mm. 29... Uh, Van Dijk at the back. Um, the Ajax players from last year. Yeah, exactly. Um, they've got um, and Frank. Sillison had a uh, doing uh, very well. Valencia had a very good game against Chelsea the other day. Yeah, no, um, they've got some really good players, some really nice players. Um, Tim Krul even he's saving penalties for fun these days. Yeah, they obviously beat us in the Nations League. They're not, they're not a bad side. They they got Memphis to pie as well. Yeah. who's actually a very good player. Um, Absolutely. Uh, Promise who plays Quincy for Ajax. Yeah. Even Ryan Barber is going to be a top player well. in my opinion. That promise is um, really good winner. Mm. Yeah. And then the last group, Group E, because uh, we've always spoken about DNF, uh, Poland, Spain, Sweden, the definites. Um, Again, that's Spain, not an easy Spain, group. Have never, Spain have never hit the heights that they did in the early um, early tens of this decade. But do we think this could be tricky for them? It's not an easy group. It could be tricky for them. Poland have got Lewandowski up front, not a bad side. Well, um, Sweden needs to have in the back. Huh? Uh, with uh, Fabianski or Chesney to being goals. Yeah, exactly. Um, Sweden, not a bad side. So you never know. A couple of... A bad result of the, of, you know, the first game. Um, they've got Sweden. If they don't win that game, then all of a sudden you start looking at it and saying... Oh, they should get trouble. through. But it's what? But it's not guaranteed. Top two qualify, don't they? 
Yeah, yeah. So you'd yeah. have them. You'd have them definitely. There's qualifying. a few third place teams going through as well. Yeah, same as they did last time. So yeah, I mean, if they don't qualify, it's saying it's gone really wrong. Um, and if I had to say to you now, I think we all want England to win, but who do you think is going to win? That's so hard. <laughs> you can't win any of them out, can you? <clears throat> France, Germany, Portugal group um, could decide a lot. Um, if we if we can avoid, I mean, it, I know it sounds crazy, but if we come second, we we avoid them. It helps us at the World Cup. Then yeah, then I think we we could have a good chance because if we can get to the semis, semis, final, both at Wembley, what more could you ask for? Mm. If you if you ever went to win the if you ever went to win a trophy. And they said to you, okay, you've got your three group games at home. And then if you can get through to the semis, the semi and final are both at home. Mm. You can't ask for anything more. And that's your best chance to win it. And I just think, who knows? Who knows what can happen? We've got a great team. And if we can turn up at home, I think we mm. win it. Um, do you prefer this, the new structure of the Euros where we're going to be going around Europe? Or do you, would you rather see it more I think it's just for this one. I think it's like it's an not. anniversary thing. Oh, so it's not going to be something going I forward? I think it's like the 60th anniversary of the Euros um, inauguration tournament. Is that the word? Inauguration? Mm. Mm-hmm. First tournament? Um, thanks. <laughs> for sure, is uh, paying off. Oh, I've, been, <laughs> I've, been, I've, been read, I've been reading all week. It's yeah. fine. Um, yeah, it'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. I, I, I wonder if it will um, affect anyone. I think Wales, two of their games is in Baku, isn't it? Azerbaijan. I wonder if it will affect people travelling around and that. You know, it yeah. affects people... And they play in Champions League games and got to travel backwards and forwards. Well, it's more Literally, Europa, even even <laughs> yeah, Europa, but even like the in the ground as well. Yeah. You know, when England step out for their group games at Wembley, it's gonna have a roar. Yeah. When Wales go to Baku, it's gonna be nothing. Mm. I can't see many Wales fans going out there. It's a long Barely way. Chelsea and Arsenal fans got out there for the Euros, uh, yeah. for the European final. That's because it's not commercial though out mm. there. But they, they just they wanna make as much money as possible. Yeah. So they get loads of corporate companies and sell the tickets and Big sections of it to them. Well, Wells, and reduce the fans. Wells were saying that um, there was talk of them being based in Baku. They wanted to um, be based over there. That'd be quite smart. Yeah. Just acclimatise yourself early. Yeah, and... um, yeah, I don't know if the travelling will affect anyone. We'll see. Um, and then what, we just round it off now? Talk about, squad. Talk about the squad. England squad. England squad. Oh, shit, me. Now, everything you want, mate. We've got an hour and 25 recorded so far, so. Ten minutes on yeah. this. Ten minutes on this. Yeah, we'll probably be cutting out a bigger chunk. Yeah. Are we going to cut out that bit about the predictions and have yeah, it as we a can, separate? Yeah, we can. Yeah, we can. Well, we'll listen to it back. Listen to it back and just see what we think. Yeah. If we think it sounds all right enough to leave it in, and again, it's only like an hour and 20, 25 minutes long when we do the couple of little cuts that we've got. If we think it sounds good enough, we'll just put it out. At the end of the day, like I know we want to get it as close to an hour as we want, but if we think it's good stuff that we're doing, yeah, no there's no it. point in cutting it in. Because then you've got to do like a separate intro for that little bit. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just going to be music and then one of us laughing and cutting someone off. That's right. Uh, and to end the uh, podcast this week, we're going to be discussing England. Um, you know, the squad. Who do we think should be should be playing, should be starting? Who to look out for? Um, you know, and who do we think is going to be our, our main uh, main outlet, really? Who's going to be our star? Um, if we start from, let's say, the back, you know, I think everyone's in agreement. It probably will be Pickford. But can you make an argument? Heaton's doing very well at the minute. Um, I'm not sure if Ben Foster's retired. But if, if Watford get relegated... David Moyen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Henson at Sheffield. Um, Pope, Pope. At, at Burnley. Do we think Pickford is all that? 
Should he be, or we, or is he, or is he he's living off his, his reputation? And we like to play out from mm. the back. So I would prefer Pope in goal because I think he's a better goalkeeper. Yeah. But I think if we're going to play out from the back, we've got to go Pickford. Mm. He just has moments of madness, doesn't he? Yeah, well, yeah. he does. I, I think it's one of them where we could debate it, but it's if he's fit, it's going to yeah. be Pickford. Yeah. Um, He'd have to have a serious dip for Gareth to even consider dropping him. Um, Fullbacks, I think Chilwell, an absolute shoe and a left back. Chilwell and Trent. Um, has to be Trent. Chilwell and Trent. No, it's cool. Has it to be for 100%. me. Mm. I don't know why it's taken so long for them to play together. Yeah. Mm. For me, they're the two best fullbacks in the league. Or, well, Andy Robertson's up there, but yeah. they're, they're you know, two of the best. Yeah, they've got to be playing all day long. Um, going into the back two, I think Maguire will probably. This is where it. we'll struggle the most. Um, I think most people would say Joe Gomez, but Joe Gomez has been very poor since he's coming back from injury. Uh, before then, you say he was an absolute, probably arguably the best defender pre-injury last season. Um, but since he's come back, he doesn't even look like he's even reading the game well. It's it's a tricky one. And if you're not going to put Joe Gomez in, who are you going to look to? I think um, I think I said it the other day about Tamori uh, being an option. I think he was a bit unlucky coming into this Chelsea team that he doesn't have a senior uh, centre-back next to him. He's played with Zuma the whole season or Christensen. Mm. Um, and... Being a young centre-back in the team, you need a senior figure next to you to, to tell you what to do, you know, because you haven't learnt your trade fully yet. So it's nice to have someone there senior, which, you know, when you had um, Gomez, I know Van Dijk's not old, old, but mm. when he was playing against Van Dijk last year, he looked so assured because he was playing alongside someone that was at the top of his game and it raised him up to the level. So I think if Tomori can come in and Rudiger can get back to his, his best football... And he's playing alongside him for the second half of the season. He's an option for me. Tyro Mings. Tyro I think he'd Mings. done himself no harm at all with the game that he played in Bulgaria. You know what it was like? It was a tough game for you to come in for your, your England debut. And I know it's not the best opposition, but I think he played well. He was assured. He's good on the ball. I think he's got to be an option. I think it will be Stones. Just... Experience-wise, it all makes us nervous. Would I pick him? I'm not sure. I probably wouldn't. But I think it will be Stones. Yeah, they played together. Um, I actually don't rate John Stones as a defender. I really don't. He's a very good football player. But as a defender, if you're not a hard-hitting centre-half who's going to go in and get stuck in and mix it up with him, you've got to be able to read the game. And I don't feel like he reads the game well as a centre-half. And maybe that's because he hasn't learned anything while he's been at City. I don't. I still don't think he looked a world beater at Everton, but he was a very good young English centre back who needed to be nurtured by someone. Mm. And company would have been the best person to learn off, and he just doesn't seem like he's picked anything up to adapt and better himself as a was defender. That, that injury? I think his confidence is shot to bits as well. I think that um, Nations League game would have affected him a lot mentally. He's a young. He's still a young guy. And at the end of the day, he costs us a chance at mm. a, a trophy. So his confidence is probably right down at the moment. Maybe he needs an arm around the shoulder to just say, you know what, you are still a decent lad. Like, get back, to, get yourself back to a decent level. But I, that, I don't personally rate him. So <laughs> saying all that, I, I wouldn't have him there. But maybe, maybe someone could do that for him. I don't know. Do you think he'll stick with the two holding midfielders, or do you think he'll be a bit more, a bit more? Extravagant. I think the fact that Rice has played so many games for England now in that position since he came in kind of says to me that he's the one that's nailed on to play that 
role when we mm. get to the Euros. He's not performing badly for West Ham. Again, he's just another player that I think is a good player, but he's not. Yeah, I'm not. He's not great, but we've not got a, but a great range of defensive midfielders that can play that role. Got great attacking midfielders that we can pop in there and good young players, but there's not many English uh, English players you look at and think, I'd love to just sit them in that six role to either dictate a game or to break up play. There's not many of them out there. Is, is he the man to protect Stones and Maguire? Like, is he going to be the man that's going to protect them? He's all we've got. I don't think he is. Who else? I don't trust Henderson to play the six. No. I, I like Henderson, but I don't trust him to yeah, protect them enough. I've seen enough of Henderson at number six at Liverpool. He, it's just not his role, is it? He's an engine man. Winks. Got winks, to be winks yeah. for me. I yeah, think again, in that pivot role, yeah, is he going to break up play? That He's not that type of player. But England aren't trying to play that role. We don't want to be sitting back and defending deep and protecting the back four. It's setting the play. That is what England needs to do now. That is the level we're at. We've got a ridiculous attacking line, which we'll obviously get onto in a second. I think we need someone that's going to start the play. That's just the way football is now. Brutes in midfield get sent off every other week. Like, you can't tackle anymore. You can't do much. So I think we need someone in there that's going to set the tempo from our forward play. And yet, we'll worry about the defence. Yeah, but, but that's it. We are worried about the defence. We're worried about that's the, the defense, problem. but that is just the nature of who's that the style of play. Who's the three we're going with? Well, if you look at the other... Chamberlain's Chamberlain. good. Well, Deli Ali, he's got a resurgence of form. We're blessed in this um, area. Henderson. That's really blessed Then you've got area. young players like Madison, yeah. Mount... Mm. Loftus Cheeks coming back from injury, but I don't know if he'll make it in time to be considered for the Euros. Yeah. But <clears throat> we've got great young players in those, the number eight roles, they call them. Yeah, the list goes um, on with our ones. I, I still personally think that he's going to start <clears throat> Chamberlain. Gareth Southgate come out and said if Chamberlain weren't injured, he was a shoo-in to start in the World Cup. He really rates him as a player. Yeah, we could have used And I well. think yeah. him getting back to form, he's playing well for Liverpool at the minute. If he can keep a good run of games, which he'll probably get over this busy period, and if he stays fit from now until the end of the season, which is a big ask, uh, I I actually think he's a shoe in to start on the right hand side of that midfield three. If Ali if Ali carries on the way he is, he'll go in there as well. I think I think he'll go over Henderson, Chamberlain, and Ali, personally. Um, and then moving up to the front three, um, Harry Kane, Rashford, got Sancho, Sterling. Um, would you be just been Jamie Vardy's ear saying, "Come on, mate, just, yeah, let's have one You've last." You've got to. Let's have one last. You've got guy. to be in his ear. All day. Jamie Vardy would we'll be a bit a more ball. tempted as well. If the, if England approached him, I think he'd find it hard to turn it down. Mm. But he's not going to openly come out and say, "Oh, by the way, don't fancy this retirement." I don't think. Yeah, I don't. Football. I don't think you can really. It's um, it's a bit muggy on the players yeah, that does, have been playing. Yeah, but, yeah, but what, exactly. What does that say to the to the players that have been there? He turned his back on us. So well, he's not turned his back. He he's, he's retired because he said he wanted to try and prolong his club career and keep. Yeah, but he's only a young sharp. man. Oh, he's thirty-three, thirty-four. He's turned around and said he didn't want to play for England anymore. Yeah, but that's nothing against the English people and the English national side. Yeah, of course Loads not. Of players you can't have done just that. come back in and say, "Yeah, I'll come back for the Euros." Then I don't think he said that. I'm saying if Gareth Southgate approached him and said, "Look." I really think that you could do a job for us at the Euros. You'd be a madman to turn that down and be like, no, do you know what? I'm going to stick to my guns. If he's playing at the top of his form still by the end of the season, you might think, do you know what? I left the national team so I could prolong my career. I've had a fantastic season with Leicester. I'm flying and I still feel like I'm flying. I'm going to go to the fucking Euros and tear it up there as well. He was told his minutes for England would come down because we're going to go down the younger route. Fair play, you. if anything... Gareth would be going back on himself if he was to approach Sammy Vardy mm. now. But like I said earlier with Rodgers, you just have to look 
how much he's improved as a footballer. He was very much a counter-attacking yeah. player, pacing behind, good movement. But now he's he seems to be just so much more than that, and the confidence is obviously flowing yeah, he is, through. Him. He is playing phenomenally. Imagine taking like, um, three yeah, strikers. I'm yeah. not saying, yeah, I'm not saying that I wouldn't take Vardy. What I'm saying is, is that end of the day, if you're going to carry on with this team from, from now on, it'd be a bit unfair if they've qualified, done all this, and then you turn around to him and say one of you's missing out because we're bringing Vardy back in. Yeah, it'd be harsh. Yeah, it would. Oh, of course. But you got to make the harsh decisions. Yeah, from from a selfish point of so, view, I'd be a lot more satisfied having a player Rashford's like Vardy on well. the bench. Rashford would start for me. I'll Abraham start Rashford scoring on... goals, Kane scoring goals. Um, you know, so it's not like we haven't got. Unfortunately, if it were me and I, I had the option of Vardy, I like him as a player. I like him a lot. It would be Callum Wilson that missed out for me. Yeah, yeah, of course. But yeah, Vardy, if, if, if Vardy over Wilson, hundred percent. If I had to pick my five, six, whatever it is we call, because we call the wingers forwards now. Mm. Kane and Sterling are two of the best players in the world right now. They're absolute shoo-ins. It's between Sancho and Rashford to start in the other place for me. hudson Adoy is very much probably going to be in that squad. And then, to be honest, now I'm putting my fingers up. You put Abraham in there as well if he's not injured or anything like that. He carries on on form. It's a good shout Do for you have Vardy, room? but yeah. at the Depends end of the day, I'd, we're not desperate for him. Do you know what I mean? It's not like we're... It's like a luxury. It's not, yeah, do you know what I mean? It, it would just be nice to have a player of Vardy's ilk on the bench. He's a nice option. He's a different kind of forward to what mm. we've got. He's a bit nastier, isn't he? Yeah. He's a yeah, bit nastier. He's a shithouse. He's a shithouse. Yeah. He is. But he's fucking good at being a shithouse. He winds you up. And sometimes in these big games at international level, you need a bit of shithousery. There you have it, lads. There you have it. There's a secret to international football. A little bit shit housery. And we could also go from it's coming home to it's Rebecca Vardy's account. Oh. That's a bit controversial. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, and again, we really appreciate the support we've had online the past week. Yeah, um, continue to do so. Yeah, just you know, keep sharing. Keep sharing. I know, like I know we're it's going to be annoying. Listen, we'll ram it down your throat yeah. if we have to. Share it as much as you yeah. can. We want this to reach as many people as possible. Yeah. We will remember you. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> um, follow us on Twitter at uh, from the terrace four. Find us on Instagram uh, at the dot ter- uh, from the dot terrace. Uh, eventually, and then on Facebook from the terrace. Um, again, appreciate the support. Thanks for listening. And. You'll hear us next week. See you next week. Thanks, guys. Cheers. I set out the other day to try to try.